Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. What is up, everybody? I hope y'all are doing good out there. Welcome to another Bass and Brews Fishing Podcast with Swamp Rat Fishing, who ain't here right now, and you co-host us with the Moses, me, Paul, a.k.a. Paul Heels. And uh, we won't go over why Alex ain't here anymore. Uh, he's, he's a bum, but um, outside of that, he's actually doing his job so he can retire and uh, be able to do this full-time so then I can go back to my role as a co-host and not Mr. Do-Everything because that's not while I'm here. But here we are. Uh, today you will see uh, one of the few times we won't have a second uh, co-host. Uh, the last one was with Mr. Shonda Fisherman from Jigs and Bigs Podcast, aka Jugs and Bugs. And tonight I'm proud and excited, and it got a little bit of tingly in my clingly, that we got Armando Solah from Bass Kayak and Beer. So tonight, y'all, we are talking bass, and we're talking beers and brews for sure, since we have the Bass Kayak and Beers guy. Armando, how you doing here, brother? Man, honored and, you know, super excited to be here on the podcast. I've been listening nice. to your podcast. I love it. You guys are awesome. Um, so, you know, as soon as you told me you wanted me in, I was like, I'm, I'm in, man. I'm in. Well, well sweet. You know, um, we'll, we'll kind of get into this. And, and again, as, as I did last week with, uh, with Miss Cupcake Coley and Miss Texas Bass Bay Tiffany, I got all out of sorts at the beginning. Uh, because this really ain't my shit right here. You know, I'm here to I'm here to be really ruggedly handsome and to make jokes, not to run this ship. Uh, you know, for real. That's why Alex is here. He's he's the captain. Anyway, I would like to start off by thinking hookset hoodlums. Y'all, we talk about them every week. Go check out hookset hoodlums. They got some badass attire. The winter stuff is out right now. Um we might be looking into something special for Christmas. I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but they're looking at it. But go check them out. They got some great attire. Go check out all the Hooks at Hoodlum family on Instagram. Uh, some great content, some great people. Love to share information. So, Armando, brother, real quick, tell us tell us about, about your podcast uh, quickly, just from the sense of who you are, what you do, 
and um and, and don't get into how you got started because that's one of the things i want to get into kind of after you introduce you and your podcast oh cool so man um uh let's see i had that all prepared then you threw that curveball not to start not to say where i started but now man my name is armando sola i uh i moved from puerto rico 10 years ago i used to work i, I worked for american airlines there in puerto rico um the economy over there has been struggling oh for time the last out. two decades what shit Hold on, time out. I'm I'm forgetting the most important part of this whole yeah. podcast. What are you are you drinking anything tonight? You know what? I left it on I left it on the fridge. I left it downstairs. I rushed well, up. Well, you have to go get it. We're gonna time out. Time out. Go get your beer. We cannot do this without doing the beer part. Are you gonna it's edit this important. out or are you gonna just talk while I get the beer? No, I'll talk while you go get the beer. I'm, I told you. Look, y'all, right I back. told Armando before we started that it's not live, but we don't edit. <laughs> so he's going, this is partly my fault for making sure he didn't have his beer when we started. And, and um, but anyway, so yeah, so here I am all by myself. First time ever I've been all by myself. This happened on Jigs and Bigs one time with Sean the Fisherman, and he froze. He fucking froze, y'all. He froze the fuck up. I don't freeze. I mean, I could talk the ears off a billy goat. I talked to a refrigerator one night. And I swear to God, it talked back. It opened up, said, get another drink. So I did. And by the end of the night, I'm pretty sure we hugged. Yep, it's that fridge right there. However this works. Yep, that one right there. Pretty sure we hugged. So I don't freeze. I can talk. You know, if I was for certain that the listeners would be able to sit here and listen to me talk to myself for an hour. I would talk to myself for an hour. It'd probably be pretty fucking entertaining, y'all, because I'm fairly self-deprecating. I've got tons of great video footage on the water with the GoPro, and I might have caught two fish that day, but I promise you I I probably drowned myself at least five times, at least. Armando, what are you drinking, buddy? I got, you know, they just got to Texas, finally, Jungelin. I'm a big fan oh. of this beer. I'm a big fan the of that beer. Oldest so. brewery in North Carolina. I mean, oh, oldest brewery in the state, in the states. Yeah. In the, yeah, oldest brewery. They So so if you if, if you were old enough to remember, Budweiser used to have big old bald eagle. Well, when England came along, Budweiser said, that's our eagle. England said, nah, I'm pretty sure that's our, our eagle. And that's why you don't see it anymore. Another funny story is the bar that I bartended at in Chapel Hill in college. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I think it was we sold the first keg, sold out of the first keg of Yingling in the Triangle. And so Bill Yingling, who was the CEO president, used to come and, and would hang out at Bubbo Malley's in Chapel Hill and drink with us for a little bit. Uh, because we sold the first keg of England, North Carolina, when it got down here. Ain't that something? It is. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So tonight yeah, I'm drinking the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA, uh, mainly because it's got 9% alcohol in it. And I drink to feel good, not because it tastes good. All right, you finally you know, got a beer. Because <laughs> the well, last time you were on my podcast, I don't know what kind of hard seltzer or some what were you white claw hard seltzer surge eight percent blood orange, you, baby. <laughs> Should have turned in that bass and bruise 
name when I saw you drink that seltzer on the podcast. I'm like, what the heck? What is this Have guy bringing seltzer? Open? Not yet. All right. We'll crack it open on the count of one. Three, two, one. So, y'all, I want you to go listen to Armando's podcast because he, I, you know, he has one of the greatest beer cracking openings <laughs> you can have. I mean, he, he years of few, research. <laughs> he skipped some episodes, read it, and do it, and then he got into it. Um, and I was like, damn. He must have a really good microphone because his shit be sounding good. Sound like a commercial. You know, I don't even know it what was, my sounds like. It was every worth the tuition I in college where I started drinking beer. So well, I started drinking earlier than that. But yeah, that's where, you know, that's where I perfected my art of opening beer cans in college. So it's <laughs> worth the money. Made that my dad proud, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, I hear you. All right. So now now that I have backtracked. And unfuck my fuck up. We can get started. So tell us about the podcast, Armando. So tell us about you you and the podcast. Without saying how I got it started and why I got it started. uh, Yeah, just just, the brief overview. We'll get it. We'll get into that a little bit after that. Because those are neat and specifics. Just, uh, I, you know, I started it two years ago. um, And I love listening to KBN um, and the Reel Down on. Mm-hmm. And both of them, I wanted to do. I realized there wasn't a there was a lot of people doing YouTube. I mean, it was saturated and all that. But I kind of wanted to make my own mark. And like I said, we, I, I'm trying to edit it out because I know we, those questions are coming after why, how, I, why, and how I got started. But basically, it's just guys, you know, hanging out, having a couple of beers, girls too, because you know, girls fish too mm-hmm. now, and there's some of them are the best anglers out there. Um, but I, you know, it's just couple of good old boys and girls just hanging out, talking about fishing and kayak fishing and having a good time and drinking a couple of beers, you know, when we get, when it's, when it's appropriate. So, so that's you, pretty much what it is. Okay. Nothing too in serious, your, but go ahead. And you're part of the Paddle and Fin Network. Yeah, I'm part of the Paddle so and Fin Network. Yep. Did you start in the network? No. Or did they pick you up? I started by myself, and I looked up to Paddle and Finn, um, especially, you know, um, the OG show with Brian Schiller mm-hmm. and The Reel Down. Those were my two favorite ones. Bass fishing. Okay, so Paddle and Finn has, we have seven, no, now we have like eight or ten episodes a, w- a week. So this is what we have. On Mondays, well, I can't always remember, but on Mondays, I think it's Bass <laughs> Fishing for Noobs. Tuesdays is the reel down. No, not the reel down. I think Tuesday is um, so bass fishing for noobs on Monday is dedicated to you know techniques and learning to um, bass uh, kayak bass fish. So the guys, you know, in this case, Sean Lavery um, does the does that segment, and uh, it was founded by Ryan Milford. Um, but now he's, he's moved on to other things. So Sean is running that show now and that's on Monday. So if you want to learn how to kayak fish, listen to that show on Monday. It's not just Sean talking. He brings the top anglers, um, Mm -hmm. not just from kayak fishing, but from fishing in general to talk about trips, ticks, and techniques to help you rip more lips. That's his look. Um, his, (laughs) what do you call that? His punchline or whatever it is. (laughs) Tagline. His tagline. That's his tagline. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, and then on Tuesdays, I think it's, which one is on Tuesday? Tuesday is product reviews. 
and that is with Brad Higgs and Joshua Eldridge, aka Trash Panda. And that what is they talk? They do a, do they do product reviews? And right. what's the name of that one? The Last Cast. Yeah. Okay. Wednesday. I, I can't Bass- remember. I, I listen to them all, but I can't yeah. remember the fucking names for shit besides Bass Fishing for Noobs, yours, and the Real Down. Yeah. And then lately they've been doing the after hours, but you're going to get to that. So keep going, keep yeah. going. So, so Wednesday, Wednesday, is, Wednesday is Bass Guy Come Here. That's my show. Um, and again, you can look at you can look at and under any um, podcast streaming platform, and just search for Paddle and Fin. If you search for Bass Guy Come Here, you're going to find my old episodes before I joined Paddle and Fin. But if you want the newest episodes, just go to Paddle and Fin um, Podcast Network on and again any streaming platform for podcasts and then on thursdays is jimmy and drew gregory jimmy skinner and drew gregory um they do the reel down which is tournament mm-hmm. reviews like big tournaments or regional tournaments um fridays is the og show which is hosted by brian Sheeler and jay randall which they do live now um uh on thursdays and then the episode comes out on on Fridays and then every other Friday starting this Friday. So starting today, if you're listening, when this episode uh, airs, um, it there's going to be, oh my God, Bass Fishing Thumps. And it's John, uh, Shane Lamont. He's from California. So he's going to do bass fishing from the West Coast standpoint. Mm. So we got a Cali guy and he's going to be on Fridays afternoons um, somewhere around afternoon in like five o'clock or something like that. And I and know. Then, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry. And then uh, every other Saturday, it's going to be um, JP with uh, doing off the water where he kind of like whenever there's a tournament that's going to happen, he kind of mm-hmm. talks to anglers and talks about the area. So if you know, like a lot of tournament anglers want to go and they bring their families and they do a little the tourist stuff, you know, the family does the tourist stuff while the angler pre-fishes or he's on a tournament. So he covers like, he'll go, you know, talk to anglers about different areas of the country where a tournament might be held um, in a few weeks or a few months. And so people can know about that area before they go there. So that's pretty interesting. That's every other Saturday. And then the other show on Saturday, man, I, I feel horrible. Sundays is, every other Sunday is Dustin Nichols with the reel down. That's our saltwater fishing segment. Um, we got, um, Chris Slywick. I, Chris, if you're listening, I apologize. I keep, keep for the life of me, can't pronounce his last name. He does the, he does a really interesting one. He does the, man, I forgot the name of it. The, the mental aspect. He focuses, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. he talks to yeah. tournament anglers after they've won tournament or after they participated in tournament. And they talk about the mental aspect, mm. you know, the grind the ups and downs mentally of fishing tournaments and what they did mentally, not what bait they threw, nothing like that, but mentally what they did. And and so that's what's interesting to me about that podcast is like, so, you know, I I grew up playing sports. In sports, uh, for me, as much as it was the physical ability, there there was, for me, there's a lot of mental aspects, you know. How do I get that, that mental edge over my opponents or what I'm doing. And so I love that aspect about fishing because um, when you get into that elite pro level, those those folks' mentality, uh, just like it is with any uh, professional athlete, 
is different than your average angler. And so, you know, we talked, so if y'all go back and listen to the Sean the Fisherman episode, me and Sean talk about that. And we get into a right bit of an argument towards the end about luck with fishing. And, and so, but before that 15 or 20 minutes of debauchery, we did talk me, about mindset. Let me give you one. I have to do because I mentioned all the podcasts and I forgot Brad Herlebas and I have to mention Brad Herlebas on every other Saturday. He has further and, and, fur, oh, yeah, yeah. and that's a hunting yeah. podcast. Yes. And that's an amazing podcast. Brad Herlebas is an, a great, a great, angler. not just a great angler. He's a great angler as well, but he's also a great hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a lot of upland hunting. So go check out that podcast podcast will uh, further and further. And I'm sorry to interrupt it, but I need to plug in. No, yeah. Well, and you, you also, the other thing is you also, they've been doing the after hours. On oh, the after hours, yeah. That's the OG show, yeah. Is that, but I thought that was separate than the OG show. That like, that was the no. after hours. Okay, I don't, I don't know. I listen it used to, to be, it used shit. to be separate, but now okay. we've kind of, if I had so much success, I usually go in there to piss off Brian <laughs> and people like it. People enjoy it. So I go over there, piss up Ryan, then leave, and look, then that's it. Look, look, Armando goes into these panels that Paddle and Ben has, or he goes into the after hours, and he listens to he listens to what's going to be the most outrageous thing on the opposite side of what people are saying, and he goes 100% in on that. And it, it really is funny because – it doesn't matter if he truly believes it or not. He he creates that controversy. And when we talk about content creation, people want to see pain and they, they want to see big fish. If we're talking about fishing, they want to see big fish and pain. But when it, controversy is one of those other ones where you get that back and forth with somebody that, that kind of creates a little bit of tension. People like that as well. And Armando, you do that well. Like you, you, you take a side and you argue that side and it, and it's usually the one on the outside of what everybody else is thinking or saying. Well, I think, you know, and this is the interesting thing about having a podcast. Like me personally, I'm not here for the money. I'm okay financially. I'm at a good place. Not to say I'm rich, not to say that I could have used more money, but I'm okay. But you get like, I, you, you make like $2,000 a month on this podcast, I thought. Yeah, right. Whatever. No, not even close. I lose more money than I make. That's for sure. <laughs> but so I'm here because I love kayak fishing community and I, I wanted to grow and I want to do my best, my best to leave a good mark on it. I'm not trying to get popular. I'm not trying to have the best podcast. Hey, people like it and it ends up being the most popular kayak fishing podcast. Great. That's not my goal. But there is a balance. You know, people like... For example, KBN is the most popular kayak fishing podcast. First of all, they do great content, but they they know how to balance and thread that needle between having, you know, how do you say this? Having that um, open conversation and the freedom to express your opinions, even though somebody's not going to like it, without being over the top and creating... Um, a bad reputation or or creating an environment that it's toxic 
That's on the podcast. Thing. I'm not talking about the KBN group page. That's different. <laughs> yeah. We're talking yeah, about the we're podcast. Talking about podcast. Yeah, we're talking about, about podcast. They, you know, um, yeah. and I love Ryan Lambert. I love Jeff Mallett. And I and yeah. I love that they express their opinion mm-hmm. respectfully. And they, mm-hmm. Ryan Lambert's going to say whatever he wants to say. You know, there's not something. For the most part, I agree. He's right on most of the things. So I try to strike that balance where I was like, there are things that I want to, you know, the conversations that I need to have. And the problem is a lot of people take it too hard. They're like, oh, this, all oh, that. Why do you say that? We're not. There's a difference between being critical, between blasting somebody or judging their character or putting them down or ruining their reputation, which is not going to happen on my podcast. But we also have to have a conversation of things that can get better. You know, we can't always pat somebody on the back and say, good job, if they're not doing a good job. You know, because how are we yeah. going to progress from that? So there's that, that balance. And when we have a podcast, for me, there's always that balance of like, there are things that I want to put out there, you know, as far as what I think about this. Some of them are really strong opinions. Um, and some people are not going to like it. Now, I'm going to be respectful. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to attack anybody. But if I don't like something, I'm going to say it. And I'm going to say it with respect. And it's it's a way to create an environment where it's like, okay, how do we fix this? Versus let's just point out, What's mm-hmm. wrong? There is a difference between saying, yeah. how do we fix it? Or oh, that sucks. Well, okay. We don't have to say it sucks. We can just say, let's see how it can work better. And, and, and so opinion. it's interesting. You bring it up from the podcast. Since, so a, a past guest of ours um, and, and a friend of mine and a fellow Tar Heel Go Heels, uh, Steve from Angler Intel, uh, he ran across Randy Blockett's uh, video where he was calling out an angler for copying YouTube stuff, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I saw the the headline. I didn't watch it. It's just not what I do on YouTube. But anyway, uh, Steve put out a video today on angler Intel. I implore y'all to go look at it. He kind of calls out the, the creating beef for fishing YouTubers and how it, how that's not productive, you know, about how, how, he what ended up happening is he kind of attacked. He never named who he was talking about. Randy Blockett didn't, but Steve was saying he never named the person. So then there were all these people that had assumptions of who it was. And there were one or two folks in these assumptions that got attacked. And because their integrity through what happened was intact and who they were. And so they, you know, they had some fallout, um, on their social media pages from that, how that's irresponsible. And also the fishing community is small, so we shouldn't have that kind of stuff. But you're right in the sense that we have to have, we have to have these, these conversations. We have to have differing opinions. That's how things get better. Um, That's how we improve the kayak fishing community. And there's two, and we talk about growing kayak fishing. We hear it all the time. You talk about it. And, and what I, I don't hear people talk about enough is what they're actually being specific towards in growing the kayak community. Are we just trying to go kayak anglers, uh, you know, uh, tournament anglers and, and just regular anglers? Or are we trying to grow the tournament side? Because there's two different completely... Yeah. different things that we're trying to grow and there's two different ways to grow them and they're not the same. We don't yeah. grow the angler side to where there's a professional circuit 
Um, that's not growing kayak angling the same as growing kayak angling as getting people into kayak angling. We'll that's come back to that because your story of why you started, you referenced your earlier episodes and what you talked about then to where you got now. And so I, I know I messed you up because I'm I'm messing up your your script you had. But so you started you started your your podcast initially to help you learn how to fish. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. I, I never answered your question when you asked me if I asked him paddle and fin. Now I realize that, but so I started by myself. Can yeah. I talk now? How, why I got started? Is this the point where I talk about how I got it started? <laughs> see, see, I, I asked a question. I, you, you, <laughs> you told me I was, I wasn't going to be censored and I was going to be able to free talk. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you're the government right now telling me how to say and what to say it. No, 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 no. You can say you have. Am I supposed to be vaccinated here? I got. You haven't cussed yet, so I don't. I don't cuss. You. I don't cuss. To be honest with you, I don't cuss. The only time I've cussed is if I bang my. If I wake up in the middle of the night to take the dog out to pee, and I bang my pinky on the side of the wall or the bed, I might cuss. I don't, well, I, and, and there's a reason for that. I said, it. I, was it with you when you were in my podcast? I can't remember who it was on my podcast. Probably I said, because I, I, I grew up, damn time. I grew up speaking Spanish. So, right. you know, if you talk to me in yeah. Spanish, you, yeah. you might you hear me cuss, but in English, in English, I don't. <laughs> I grew up, you know, I grew up watching cable TV. So, but it's funny though. This is the funny thing. Like when I moved here, you know, my wife, I met my wife here. Um, and she's from Puerto Rico, but she's born and raised here in Dallas, te- in Texas. Um, and there were words that I would say that I didn't know there were curse words. I'm like, I mean, I heard it on like MTV or some, right. you know, and they're like, it's not a, that you can't say that word. I'm like, I didn't know that was a bad word. I just heard it on TV. So, you know, it was that culture is like, and it's funny cause I learned English. People ask me how you speak English so well. Well, my mom was an English teacher back in Puerto yeah. Rico. So she was an English teacher, but you know, she, she wouldn't let me cuss. If the one time I cussed in front of her, she made me chew a whole bar of soap. I was, I was about eight or nine years old, and I, and I was getting out of the car, and my backpack. I was coming from school, fell on the floor, and I said something along the lines of like the the what would be the f word in Spanish, I guess. Boy, I I learned how to cuss in front of my mom after that. Said, she oh, took fuck. me. She ate a whole bar of soap. I didn't have to eat it. I just had to chew it and spit it out. But the whole thing I had to chew it until it was just so. Every time you cuss now, every time you cuss now, you have a, a Pavlov's dog effect where you start tasting soap in your mouth. Huh? I, pretty much. <laughs> but I, it's like so in English, I really don't cuss. Yeah. I really don't. It's because I've, I. It's not my first language. You know, they say when when you know, language is in your heart, you know. So when I'm upset with something, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk in Spanish, you know. Yeah. When me and my yeah. wife argue, it's which we don't argue that much, but it's in Spanish, not in English. Right, right. You know, if somebody cough me cuts me off while driving, you know, I'm insulting puta them and, and their mother in Spanish. Yeah. Mierda not in, a puta. <laughs> yeah, you got some of them there. Um <laughs> so yeah. So I don't cost on my podcast or anything like that. But Anyways, um, so I got, so yeah, man, I started the podcast because I wanted to learn kayak fishing. Now, nobody around me kayak fish. I pretty much had to learn by myself. I have one buddy who did do kayak fishing. He had a couple of Pelican kayaks from Academy. He was one of those sit on 
you know, so it's like a hundred dollars. He still has them. Um, so, you know, that, that was interesting to kayak fish on that. You know, you hook up in a bass and you're really going for a sleigh ride. It, oh, that yeah. thing is taking you. That, and my first, um, I, I lost it because my hook set was like a little punk. Um, <laughs> and I quickly learned it's the difference between doing a hook set on, a, on shore than doing a hook set on a kayak. So that thing dragged me around a few, like, 20 or 30 feet in a little kayak and it ended up, I ended up losing it because I never even set the hook on that thing. But anyways, that got me into kayak fishing, but then he moved on on to other things. My two friends that did kayak fishing, they moved on to other things, family, life got in the way. So I was, here I am with a brand new kayak and a Send 12T from Bass Pro Shop and I have no idea how to do kayak fishing. Um, I watch YouTubes, but really in YouTube, you can only learn so much. You know how how long so, ago was this, Armando? Oh, that was about three years ago. Oh, only so, three years ago. When I started kayak fishing, not the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So well, then well, I yeah. started the. Yeah. So then I started. Then I decided I was going to do the. I figured the whole YouTube thing was just so oversaturated at back then, um, back then three years ago. <laughs> um, but I noticed there wasn't a lot of kayak well, you're kind of old Armando so yeah. back then is is a long time ago I know three years from his premium um so um I started listening to podcasts it was paddle and fin kbn hooked off well hooked off the water oh, yeah there was the okay. kayak bass fishing sure. podcast it was a guy that used to I guess um and he was a really good podcaster I think one of the best he used to fish for um for the kbf and the, I think the hmm. name of it, but he did like less than 10 episodes and then he quit. But I thought he was really good at it. I enjoyed his podcast. But um, so I thought, you know what? I'll just start a kayak fishing podcast and get people to talk to me about kayak fishing so I can learn. Mm -hmm. So I started doing on that. My second um, uh, guest, guess, well, guess who's my, my second guest was on my podcast? Drew so Gregory. No, I wish. No, well, I shouldn't say that. Josh, uh, Josh Smith from the Dark Quarters. Well, formerly of the formerly. Dark Quarters. And the funny story is, so I this is a this is the interesting story. So I started when I started to do the podcast. I knew I was gonna get chicken. Um, what is it? No, I almost cursed there for uh, by accident. I was gonna get cold feet. That's what the, I was gonna say. Chicken feet. I was gonna get cold feet. So I obligated myself by putting it on social media that I was going to start a brand new podcast. It was going to be called Bass Kayak and Beers. I, I said, if I put it out there, then I'm going to have to do it because I put it out there. And two weeks went by and I just like I had, you know, with my thick Puerto Rican accent and not knowing much about kayak fishing. I'm like, what am I doing? I look like an idiot. And I was sitting in bed kind of like slumped down, just thinking like, what, what do I, like, I really want to learn kayak fishing. I'm frustrated. I'm not catching fish. I was about to get done. I was like, I'm done with this. And I get a message on Instagram. Guy I've never um, heard before. It was Josh Smith from Dark Waters Kayak Fishing. Have you ever heard, have you, you talked to Josh? You had him on your podcast. Yeah, we had him you on. Know, we, you know, he look, can't, look, he can't. He cannot Armando. complete a sentence without saying the F word and a few other yeah. colorful words. Yeah. So Armando, he takes it. Let me tell you something. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. It, it was shortly after he came on our podcast. He quit. 
Yeah, so, I know. I, what what do you guys do to him? But I don't know. Alex Alex has a thing to say that that we're we are fucking drink killers on this podcast. I gotta and, go, man. I gotta go. Well, Sorry I about should, this. See you later. I ain't, I mean, are you, you cursed? Know? Are you like this like the Wheaties bottle, the Sports Illustrated cover where you know? The World Series, remember that? They were cursed. You know, every time before the season started, they would put a team and they would no, suck. No, we're the, the Madden curse. So The you, Madden you curse. I Madden forgot about curse. that one. Yeah, yes, you're the, the Madden, Madden curse. The Madden curse is, is, is what we are for content creators, tournament anglers, Oh, I'm screwed in both then. And I'm screwed in both then. Tournament anglers I, and... Look, I, you finished second behind Pendergraph in a tournament. You got a really successful. It was a small podcast. tournament. It Brian Howell matter. was there. It but. doesn't matter. You beat Brian Al, and because down here I'll take where I'm that. from, take that Brian Howell. I'm kidding. We we don't pronounce the H in Brian Al's name. It's Brian Al, not Howell. So, you see, like in Puerto anyway, Rico, we don't pronounce the R. We just uh, we don't roll our R's in Puerto Rico. We just do what? S. I didn't know, I know. that. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Well, anyway, so just to let you know, your tournament angling season for 2022. It's done. And your podcast season. I lost I lost my sponsors now. But tomorrow I'm going to get a text message that they, they, they dropped me. Well, you can come over to the Bass and Brews Podcast Network. Where, but anyways, where, to finish where nobody, story. none of our fans are going to be mad at you for promoting drinking alcohol. You guys have fans? Alcohol. We do. You got like I, fans and everything? You got groupies? I told you we have at least two. And me and Alex don't listen to the podcast. So they are at least real people. Wow. Now, and not like blood relatives? Oh, oh hell. Oh, hell no. Ain't none of my people <laughs> listening to this shit. They get tired of hearing me talk in real life. They damn sure ain't going to fucking listen to me on their podcast ears. So... Anyway, to finish what I was saying, so Josh texts me a message and, you know, very colorful message, like, get up. Basically, it's like, get out of your ass and start recording. Like, what's going on? And I've never met this guy. I never talked to this guy. So I messaged him back. I'm like, man, you know, having second thought. And, you know, he, you know, proceeded to go into a, you know, um, tandem here and uh, very colorful words and tell me to be a man, you know. Yep. Put my big bad boy pants on and start recording. So I told him, "Do you want to be my first guest?" It was going to be my first guest, but we couldn't. We had to be scheduled. We scheduled actually my first guest ended up being um, MG Fishing. Um, go follow him. He's a great, a great dude. Great dude. Um, Mark uh, forgot his last name, but M MG yeah. Fishing. Follow him on Instagram. He was. He ended up being my best. My first guest. Ended up being one of my most popular episodes. Everybody, everybody nice. that I talked to after says like, "Man, that that was your best episode because you guys, you know, were just talking. You know, you, mm-hmm. I, there was no there was no script or anything." Um, but then, yeah, Josh was my second guest, and then it kind of evolved. I was just trying to get whoever I can, man, and and I couldn't get any tournament anglers. It was hard to get tournament anglers. You know, they win a the tournament, they're going to be on KBN as well. You know, you want to be on mm-hmm. KBN. Everybody wants everybody after a tournament. You know, you win because you want to be on KBN, not because of the money, right? Well, yeah, they 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 would go to KBN. They go the real Josh's down. podcast, yeah. the real down, and they would go to Drew Gregory's. Yeah, like, but by the end, are, I was like, yeah, by the end, they you know, by the time I get to me, they already talked about this, but their win, yeah. you know, ten times. But that's, 
but see, that's what's interesting. What you did, and you can see that. So you you obviously still have uh, the tournament anglers on, but the the local Texas guys, you'll have them on. But yeah, and that's I'm fine. I'm still finding my niche. So eventually, after like almost a year, um, and I've had a few of the guests, a few of the hosts from Paddle and Finn on my podcast. And eventually Brian Schiller contacted me and says, Hey man, do you want to come on board? Mm. And I thought it was great, man. I thought it was a good opportunity. I, from one side, it's like, man, I'm making my own thing and starting to make uh, waves now. So, you know, not big waves, but, um, but it was starting to move. So, mm-hmm. you know, I thought it over. It says, yeah, man, I'll, I'll join you guys. And that opened the opportunity to a bigger audience um, and sponsorships and, mm-hmm. um, and he access to now I want now tournament tournament anglers ask not every one of them, but content creators, tournament anglers are calling me to see if they can be on my podcast. I just, this episode, if, if I don't, if you don't mind me plugging in, um, plug it, buddy. That's what we I got. For. Steve Owens, Steve Owens. Mm. Everybody knows Steve Owens, man. Um, runs dugout bait and tackle. Um, and you used to run bass nation kayak series the first year. Now he runs bias bass nation local trails in Tennessee and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, he said, can I come to your podcast? I was like blown away. I'm like, Steve always wants to come to my podcast. Come on, man. How can I say no to this? I was super honored to have it on my podcast. I was giggling like a fanboy all the time. Once you listen to that podcast, I'm like, this guy is just like throwing yeah. nothing, but you know, throwing himself to Steve Owens. It sounds, it's kind of embarrassing how much I giggled and, Compliment to Steve Boyne, but hey, man, he he's a great he's a great yeah. um, influencer in the kayak fishing community. So that's but coming when, out this when, Wednesday. This Wednesday, listen to Bass uh, Bass Kayak and Beers this Wednesday. Steve Owens. So one of the things you've done though is you still have tournament anglers on, but yeah. one thing that you've done that I really like is that you don't dive into that the that tournament that got them on your podcast, right? You know, so so the, the guest that's on, maybe they won a big tournament in Texas or nationwide, whatever it was. Y'all, y'all talk about that tournament, but your podcast really is geared towards some of the, the tactics or the tips that they can share of what they did. And I think that's the essence of your podcast in general. And that's why you started it. So you could get those those tips and tactics and, and learn how to bass yeah. fish. And you've really done a good job with taking because you you know, we do. We have podcasts with the, the tournament anglers who won, who recap their their weekend winning that tournament. There's plenty of them out there. You can hear all those, but you take that same angler and you start to break it down into stuff that isn't about how they won the tournament, but it's about what they did. You know, it's the intricacies of what they did. And that's interesting. I think that's one of the things that sets you apart in your podcast is you do get down to the educational aspect of it. And and that's the thing about it. When I like, I like to do life stories, you know, I've had, Mm -hmm. um, that's my, that's the, why I like to direct my podcast. Now my podcast is not about me or what I want. It's also about the, I said it from the beginning. This is going to be about lifting the kayak fishing community as high as I can with my resources. So there are um, episodes like to me, I don't necessarily, I'm a big fan of doing the um, 
the um, reviews on local on tournaments per se. But I think it's important being from Texas and most of my listeners being from Texas that I give a spotlight to those tournament anglers. Because like Mm -hmm. you said, dude, Texas, you know how hard it is to win a tournament here? Let me tell you something. (laughs) Look at the top anglers. Howell. Oh, yeah. And this is the national ones. Howell, Matthew Scott, Guillermo Gonzalez, um, uh, Caleb Helbig, um, who's just breaking into the season. Um, Man, there's there's a bunch of other, and I know I'm missing Mm -hmm. a, a lot of them. Um, that make way that really take not only do it on the local level, but doing it on a national level. Mark Prendergraft, almost you know, possum king. So these tournaments <laughs> are out there fishing, and you go to a local trail, dude. I got to compete you know, against the this guy. Boroskas are down there now too. Borovka came up uh, in top ten. An amazing yeah. angler. Borovka is an amazing angler. You know, you get the, all these guys that are great anglers here in Texas. It's hard to win a tournament. It's, and that's just, nobody knows about Rolando, nobody out of Texas knows about Rolando Landin. Rolando Landin, if he ever decides to go national, watch out. <laughs> and good luck to everybody else. Um, Caleb Helbig, um, J.R. Maccabee. Good Lord, if you guys ever fish with J.R. Maccabee, J.R. Maccabee is an amazing angler. If that guy decides ever to go national level, forget about it. I mean, uh, Dustin Dudu Nichols. Um, he just came oh, up second. Hold on, did you just say Dustin Doodoo Nichols? Yeah, you, you, I can't go. And, <laughs> you have to ask him about it. Look, no, no. I, I'm from the, I'm country. When your nickname is Doodoo, you don't have to explain it. I'm from the country. I understand. I just wanted to make sure I understood. Your your last podcast, they so there was um, Alondo. Rel- there were two. Rel- there were two. Local anglers, your last guest was talking about um, Rolando Nandine. Yeah, and who was the other one? Because he oh, was saying those so two guys were were. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't met uh, the other two guys. So from okay. that's the other thing, dude. Central Texas has some hammers yeah, out there. Yeah, I, I, Central yeah, Texas so, is uh, is bass capital in the world as far as quality of lakes. Like literally, if you live in Central Texas, you throw a stone in every direction, you'll hit three bass factories. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's true. some there's some great, especially East, Central and yeah. East Southeast Texas. Man, they have some big bass factories oh. over there. Um, so I can't remember the name of the other. I think it's a name similar to me, Armasan or something like that. Armasan. No, there was there was. I think his name was Orlando. Rolando Landin was one of them. He won the Angler of the Year for the TKC. Yes, if I'm and not then mistaken. there was another. I can't remember his name. So, so let me ask you this: We're going to transition a little bit, Armando. As someone who just started kayak fishing mm-hmm. little a little over three years ago, started a podcast out of nowhere. Again, we we Alex and I have this podcast for content creators is kind of the big thing, right? Podcasters, YouTubers. Tournament anglers is part of that. How and you, you kind of briefly touched on this, but what what are give me the top two things that you would say are the hardest to to actually start that podcast and to get going, and to give me the the two things that got you over that hump. That I mean, sense? the top thing is just listening to your voice. Everybody that I've talked to says, "Man, I hate how my voice." Sounds so to me with my accent is even more horrible because you know how many times I screw up. Like I've gotten to a point where I stop editing. I would spend like three hours if I recorded <laughs> a one-hour episode. 
have to like listen to it for one hour and it was gonna be like good lord god i hate every time i say um um so i i hate doing those pauses so and i've gotten to a point where like screw it whoever wants to listen to this crap listen to it if you don't want to listen i don't blame you so i tried to talk as little as i can but yeah that that's a big hurdle especially when you when english is not your first language that's one of the things And I think the other thing is knowledge, you know, especially when you got, you don't want to look like mm -hmm. an idiot. And God knows wow. I've said things that I look back now. It's like, what is, and not saying like bad things. I don't badmouth people. I don't attack people's characters. If I have a criticism, which I've had, and you've probably heard my podcast on Palanfin, <laughs> my gripe sometimes about Bass Nation at the <laughs> national tournaments being better, you know, That and there's Jimmy. times when I listen, when I get all the facts, I'm like, I should not have said that because I didn't have all the facts. Yeah. Now I look that, like an idiot. That shit, that shit got Jimmy's panties all up in a wad. Dude, Jimmy day. was not. Dude. But you know, it's. <laughs> but you know what? There's something that you uh, that I. It's important to understand. Like I had Steve Owens, which again, that podcast is coming yeah. on Wednesday. Steve right. Owens was the worst, first one who who ran Bass Nation kayak series, mm -hmm. and we were talking about it. And of course, I'm like, I have to be careful what I'm saying about Bass Nation. Because this guy has more knowledge than anybody out there. So I don't want to look like an idiot, you know. Um, but he finally asked me, it's like, well, what's your opinion? You know, what do you think, English? And I said my opinion. I'm thinking, you know, but it's, it's important when you have a podcast to understand, be humble about your opinion. You can't be arrogant about your opinion. You can't be like, I'm always right. And up sometimes I mean when you're wrong. I've said things that I feel like, you know what, I should take that back. Not because I said something bad it's about somebody, but because that opinion was not well-founded or was incorrect. Um, and I had Steve Owens, and it was humbling experience listening to him and me changing, this is what I think should be better. And the explaining me the reasons why it's mm -hmm. not that way right now. And that got me to thinking, you know what? That's an interesting point because as a podcast, you do have the responsibility. You can ruin somebody's reputation by things you say. You can ruin another, um, <clears throat> you can stain at least the reputation of organization when people listen to you and follow you and respect you and take your opinion as, you know, as the, as the, the voice of reasoning. <clears throat> so you have to be, in my opinion, be responsible about it. And it's easy to go out on tangents and saying stuff that everybody's going to reshare and, and like, because we, when we had that podcast with Jimmy and, um, Brian Schiller, you know, I was just, I was saying my opinions on it. And again, I was respectful, but it got, you know, there was messages. Oh, we love the podcast because we went on a tangent. We got into each other and uh -huh. expressed our oh, opinions yeah. and we got into each other's skins. So yeah, there's that yeah. balance where yeah. you don't want to be too stale, but at the, at the end of the day, you don't, you want to be entertaining, but you want the content to speak for itself. When the, When the people listen to your podcast, what did they get out of it? Did they get out of it some clickbait thing of you and your guests or your host going at it and saying audacious things? Or did they get content like this was entertaining and educational? You know, and it, they're not always going to be winners. There's episodes that are going to be boring. But it's that line where you, you want to say, like you want to have good content. <laughs> But don't go into a line where it's like, this is not even about kayak fishing. This is even yeah. about controversial or outlandish just for the sake of being outlandish. And that, that can only get you so far. Yeah. 
All right, so so tell me, like, what are the two things as a brand new angler, a brand new podcaster? So you don't have a lot of experience doing either. You know, you'll hear ninety nine percent of people who are, are experienced anglers and why they don't have a podcast or why they don't have a YouTube channel. And I'm like, well, why would why would anybody listen to me? But you stepped out as a new angler. As a new kayak angler, as a new bass angler, you stepped out and started a podcast. Like, what were the two driving factors that made you take that leap that you two could, things. Okay. Grow, growing the sport and growing me personally as an angler. If I Love get it. to take this, guys, not just in the recording, but, you know, post-recording and post-show and pre-show, you know, they, 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 they give you the juice on what's up, you know, and there are things they don't want to say, um, may not want to say on the pod, on the actual episode, but we'll talk about it after we stop recording. Mm-hmm. So there's that knowledge is like, I want to get better an angler. And it's one thing you imagining listening to, and I haven't had it on my show. I hope someday I'll get to have it. But like somebody that I have the utmost respect for is Jin Jensen, the fluke master, yeah, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. he's, he's very knowledgeable. <laughs> Imagining listening to him to one of his episodes or, or watching one of his YouTube channel. And now I can get him on the podcast and actually have a one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. And all those questions on the video that I want to ask, but I can't ask him. Now I can ask him personally. <laughs> you know, those right. things are the ones yeah. that I was looking for. But I didn't want it to be about myself. So I started with two pod, well, my When my podcast started, I had two segments. The real life, which I might bring back in Paddle and Finn. I have to talk that to Brian. And... Um, kayak fishing 101. Uh, the, uh-huh. I had the mentality of kind of paddle and fin. It was going to be bass kayak and beers, but there was no episode named bass kayak and beers. It was <clears throat> the real the, right. um, the kayak fishing 101. That was to talk about, and that was for me. I was going to put it out there, but that was for me to learn. Uh-huh. If anybody listened to it, they'll listen to it. But if they didn't, I didn't care. I just wanted to learn, and the gate the way to learn is to get these people to come on the podcast and talk about it. And that's a um, Josh Smith. That's a Josh Smith mentality. Yeah, no, like that's he, how he, that, that's how I got yeah, it from. Yeah, and that's because he, he talked about like I wanted to learn how to fish better, and the best way that I thought how to do it. This is me talking. What he says was to get these get these folks on to talk about how they fished, and so that's that mentality. So that kind of ties what you talked about. You know, yeah. him talking to you and ties you together. And then the real life was more about life. You know, I love, I grew up watching those shows like talk shows where they would bring, you know, like a very influential, whether it's political, entertainment or sport and kind of, you know, relax and talk about their life, how they got to where they are, you know, and that's what I wanted to bring that, that one I really enjoy doing. And I've been very fortunate to have some amazing guests. I got one of my favorite guests was Rebecca Lenz from Lady Angler Lenz when she talks about, you know, having yeah. first cervical cancer twice and not being being able to be a mom, running away from home when it was a pre-teenager, leaving on the streets, to now she has this huge social media following, you know, and is, uh, got married actually this year and is living the best life. So those stories like that, Twiggy, Frank Twiggy Reed, a guy who used to jump out of airplanes in the middle of a war zone and kill people. That was his job. 
to jump out of an airplane in Iraq and kill as many people as he can. Can you imagine how, to me, that was a great episode because now this guy, from doing that to, okay, you know, let's uh, flip the switch off, go back to a civilian life and good luck to you. Mm -hmm. How do you... How, how do you go back to being a civilian life after living something like that? And I had him on my podcast. The guy was living under a bridge, a war hero, a guy who, who did what I just said he did. And now he's living under a bridge. And his life, his life story about going to hell and back and how kayak fishing helped him. Those are my favorite episodes. And those are the ones that I get a lot of feedback from. And I wish I could do more, but not everybody obviously has that. Um you know, that uh, uh, life-changing story. And that's great. If you don't have it, good. If you haven't, had, got, if you haven't gone through that, that's even better. But if you have, <laughs> right. I want to listen to it and I want my audience to listen. And I've had a lot of uh, people reach out to me um, when Frank Reeds came out. Uh, Mike Sowers, uh, the guy from uh, Matt Sowers, I think his name is, from 153 Baits, again, Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, from yeah, having yeah. suicidal thoughts to dude, you know, that was a great episode. Yeah. That, I love so, that episode. Um, with uh, Bobby Big Gun Mooring selling, losing every single cent that he had to rescue his her wife from cancer. You know that he was mm -hmm. just I don't have any money left. Everything went to health care, and now his wife finally you know survived it, and now he's kayak fishing. So all those life stories I love to bring out because it shows how kayak fishing helped them. And my goal with that is for reach out mm -hmm. other people and say, you know what, this is a might be a great sport. You know, it's a good way for people that not necessarily like kayak fishing or fishing in general, but like love to listen to life stories and, you know, and survival stories like that. Yeah. And, and so, see, that's interesting. Our podcast is, is kind of, it's fun. You know, it's, it's this and that it's the content creators, but if if folks are out there thinking about starting a podcast, first of all, there's room, right, Armando? There's room yeah. for more podcasts. Second of all, you, Armando, just gave a perfect example of a few different niches that you could dive into with with not just fishing but kayak fishing, which means that in fishing in general, you could dive into and have a podcast that's niche driven into some specific areas yep. that you could create content for that would benefit people. They'd benefit their, their personal lives it'd benefit their fishing lives. Like that's, there's opportunity to do that. And we're not like, that's, that's the cool thing about this is that you can you have very few people who can encompass everything they're good at a certain genre kbn theirs is all the tournament recap you know yours mixes in tournament recaps with the regional anglers to to people's personal stories like i mean there's a lot of little niches that people can go in to create that content that folks want to hear. And it's interesting to really hear you dive into your perspective of some of your guests, because I've listened to all your podcasts. I, I, I can't remember. Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, and, and so I can't remember them all, 
But I got into kayak fishing in December of 2020. And when I did, I started listening to podcasts. And yours, I, I can't remember the exact order, but yours was one of the first ones that came up. And I started listening to it. And, you know, that was what drew me to it was really from from the that learning educational aspect of it. And having the tournament anglers on there and how they did. But what has continued to draw me to your podcast is the the level of guests you have on. Is some tournament anglers. Is you had me on there? Why you had? I'm not a. I, I mean, I'm a tournament angler. I'm a sorry ass tournament angler here in, South, in North Carolina. But you know, that's the thing is is you have these these wide array of personalities that you have on your podcast, and they all fit a little niche into mainly the kayak fishing world where somebody can relate to that. And that's why I listen to your podcast every single week because it's not the them. same thing. And it's different. Yeah. And, 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 it's, and it's interesting because you you are a new – that's the whole – so this is one of the things I'll get to, a point I'll get to. You are still – you are still a new angler. Mm-hmm. Three years of fishing is not a lot of experience. When you take somebody like myself that started fishing at four years old, and you talk about this on your podcast regularly, you didn't, you grew up fishing, but you didn't grow up fishing like I did. Yeah. You know, I had a bait caster and a spinner reel by the time I was seven. And so <clears throat> you, you've taken your will to want to learn and have provided an avenue for other people to learn with you there's a lot to say about that that's jumping out on that cliff and then jumping off the cliff pretty damn good and and here's the thing about it i'm like and first of all thank you for your kind words i'm not a great angler by no means um and but i'm proud of the of what i've done you know i went from going out there when I started, you know, I started doing ponds, and I'm here. I'm thinking, hey, I'm slaying them. Then a friend of mine told me the one that got me kayfish is like, call me when you when you get one out of the lake. And it's like, yeah, what's the difference? Says, right. go go check it out. Tell me. Yeah. And it's you know I'm you know it went from I go out ten times. If I go out ten times and catch a fish to catch a bass, I maybe caught once. Maybe out of those ten times, I'll caught one. And then that progression of like, well, now I caught. Next, now it's not just one out of 10 times. Now it's like three or four times out of 10 times. Now it's like to the point where it's rare for me to get skunk. And I'm not, that's not um, um, bragging or anything. It's just that I've gotten to that level where I can go out there and be confident that I'm going to catch at least one. Now to put five on a kayak on a tournament it's that's different. I'm not saying I'm gonna I can do that on every tournament. So it's that progression and that keeps you hungry. You have to have the will to learn. Because kayak fishing, first of all, is expensive. Second of all, it's a lot of learning, man. You never stop learning to be a kayak fisherman. You you know, how they behave from one day to another can be completely different. The season, especially in Texas where there's like drastic <laughs> conditions you know when it's hot yeah. it's hot when it's cold it doesn't get that cold 
Except for last year where we got Soma get him, or last season, this year, yeah. when we got Soma get him this last season. Um, but for the most part, it's very hard. It's, it's very, very hard to go out there and catch fish. So to me, to see my level of progression, I'm proud of it, even though I'm not a accomplished tournament but, angler. It's, yeah. it's, it's gratifying. It's gratifying. And I, anybody you are, that go. But you are. Well, well, here's the thing. I can't. Well, you I can't say that I. Armando, Armando. Yeah. You accomplished some shit this year, that I guarantee you, two years ago, somebody said you're gonna do this, this, and this. You know, but like, shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That no, shit and happened. here's the thing. It's you, all because it comes mental. People say it's like, oh, don't be so down on yourself. There's there's something about me that I don't know if it's coming on other people or not, but I don't get down on myself, but I don't get too high on myself either, especially when it comes to kayak fishing. If I mm-hmm. get to the point where I'm thinking, oh, I got this down, that's the point that day I should wrap it up and sell my stuff because now I got complacent. <laughs> I am never get complacent about this. I'm always going to think, not that I can't compete, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, when I'm on the water, when I was on the water on that lake and I saw Brian Howell um, and, uh, and Mark Prenograph on the captain's meeting, my first thought is like, well, there goes my chances of winning. But that immediately flipped into saying, okay, I want to beat this. This is my chance to go against these guys and beat them. And I say that with obviously the utmost respect. I'm not saying this from oh. a negative or, um, uh, uh, jealousy or anything like that. No, it's out of respect. Yeah. I want to yeah. go out there and say, hey, this guy, you know, I want to go out there and get, because mm-hmm. they're accomplished anglers. They're great anglers. And there's a measuring stick there where you can say, okay, now I feel like I compete with this boys. But I never going to think that I'm, I'm never going to think that I'm at the highest level of the sport because the day I do that, that's the, late, the day you're going to start losing more I- than you're going to start winning. I agree. There's one thing, and I can't remember exactly what it was because you got me off. You got you got my mind off on, on something different. But you talk about uh, what, damn, what lake, what, what tournament, what lake was that that we're talking about? So people Fork. know Lake Fork, Lake Fork, and it was a was a tin cap. A what? What what was the trail that y'all were fishing? Uh, Slay Nation. All right, Slay Nation, Lake Fork. You finished second behind Mark Pendergraph hmm. in this tournament. All right. So there's there's a backdrop to all the listeners. But one thing that Armando talks about was he caught that fifth fish and caught a big one. And you reference this all the time is that you felt like you took a step back. Yeah. Right? You now I learned from that tournament. Right. And so that's that's the Tiger Woods mentality that you didn't have the tiger woods mentality is i catch that fifth fish i'm like this is you know now it's time to kill them yeah. tiger woods time to put it away yeah tiger woods had a killer mentality michael jordan had a killer mentality yeah. never got and to a game seven that's 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 the essence of killer mentality not only did he never lose and i'm sorry i cut you off the fact no, that he no. never got to a game seventh, that is amazing. But, yeah, and so you take that mentality of fishing, you catch that last fish that gets you your five, and you know you're in the lead, 
Now, it's not take a step back and relax and be happy with second or third or fourth. It's like, how the fuck do I beat this motherfucker to get first? Because you know what? I don't give a shit about what happens to him. His boat can sink. His drive can fail. He can lose all his shit. I want to win. That's that's what it comes down to. That's that killer mentality that Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan and some of those folks have had is like, that's where you get into it. And as we grow, because look, this is my first year ever fishing competitively in a kayak. And you're right. Fishing out of a kayak, I got a lot of fishing experience. That shit was hard. <laughs> the transition to, to fishing out of a kayak was way more than I ever thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It is different. But you, you reference that in, in your your journey and in that tournament where you finished second, where you kind of you backed off the pedals. And, and you talk about that's a learning experience for you not to back off. When you get to that point, you've already reached second. Now, how do I get first, right? How do I keep progressing? And you've learned that. And that's that's huge, dude, from somebody who's been fishing for three years. Like, that's that's starting to change your mentality of how you fish. Yeah, no, you definitely. Talk about, yeah. Definitely. And that, that's one of the things that I remember that tournament. It was a struggle to catch. Mm-hmm. I they, they started off great. Started with a 21 and a three-quarter bass. And if you ever fish Lake Fork, let me tell you something. It's... People talk about the smallmouth in Susquehanna, and I'm, I've never fished it, but according to what every, I've, everyone that have fished it, those bass, smallmouth bass, are nasty. What's well, the same thing about Lake Fork? It's not yeah. just they're big; they're they're big and they're nasty, mm-hmm. man. Those Lake Fork bass, they have an attitude. Um, that's one of one I loved Lake Fork. Um, so I struggle with it. I struggle. I didn't catch my last fish my fish fish until an hour into it. And I had another hour to go, but I was so relieved that I caught five fish and that I was almost at 90 inches that I kind of (laughs) like took a moment to relax and started, didn't stop casting, but my, you know, I didn't have that fire mentality. Mm -hmm. I was, when I was looking for those five fish, I was flipping with anger. I was flipping with a purpose. I was pinpointing my, 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 the spots where I was going to flip. I was flipping aggressively. I was in the game. Mentally, I was in the game. And as soon as I caught that fifth fish, it kind of like, I got this like, like this sugar low there. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, okay. Then I found it. And I look at the leaderboard. I'm in first place. And I should have known better. And I, and I was happy with it. Um, I wasn't disappointed. But at the same time, I was like, I had a chance to take, yeah. to close the deal on this. Because at the very end, I think like 30 minutes to go, Mark Pernograph got a donkey out of the, out of the um, uh, the grass he was fishing on on the other side of the lake, um, and I was hoping he didn't get it. But at the same time, I was you know when you go against these guys, you know Mark Brian Howard, Mark Pernograph, we're having a decent day, and that's what I wanted. You know I don't want to win a tournament and have these guys um, get skunk because it's like well you won but they didn't catch anything. No, I want them to put up ninety inches. You know I want them to beat them at their best. You know and again I say that with respect from, from a point that I admire them. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So to me, it was like yeah. I when I look back, I was like I should have moved on to that other grass and kept casting. That's right. And flipping That's with right. purpose instead of just like lazily casting while I paddle my way to the wrap. I should have fished hard to the last minute, yeah. not until the last fish that I caught. 
And, and, and so that's a learning experience again. I mean, shit, dude, that's three years, and look who you're, who, who you're competing against and winning against. I'll back it up because you say this a lot about you want you want these guys to have their best days and shit. Here's my deal. I I don't care what happens to you on tournament day. Your boat can sink. I hope you don't lose your stuff. You can zero out. I don't care. My whole goal is to go out there and win. That's my mentality on every tournament is I'm going to win. And, and until I'm done, that's the mentality I have. I might have only caught one fish, but I'm fishing to to win. Like that's and that's, that's thing, my mentality. That's a hard talk- mentality. That's a hard mentality to have because the letdowns are super super strong. <laughs> like you reference, you said you reference Tiger Woods and bass fishing in this way is similar to golf. You never win at golf. There's no such thing as winning in golf. All you do is beat yourself. Be That's be right. the be, out be better today than when you were at the last yeah. time you 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 played. Because you don't win it unless you get a hole. The only way you win in golf if you get a hole in one in every turn of, in, in in every seat in every hole. That's true. That will never agree. happen. Yeah. Bass fishing, you never win at bass fishing in the sense that the only way you would really win at bass fishing is if you catch the f- biggest five fish in that lake on the first five catches. That's impossible. That's not going to happen. So you're always outdueling yourself. It's not you know, possible. You're always trying to get it's better. It's not probable. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know but, what I'm yeah, saying? It's like yeah. you, when oh, you realize yeah. Yeah. When you, when you realize it, how, you, we make a thousand casts on a tournament and we get five fish out of it. But sometimes we get more. But when you look at the odds of it, that's like that's like a hitter, a hitter that hits three hundred on baseball. He's considered widely successful. Seventy yeah. percent of the time, he's failing. You know, and that's interesting. <laughs> so, bass fishing in that way is the same as as golf. Well, you never win look, at, look, at, at, look, at bass. At bass fishing. fishing. Bass fishing makes a three hundred average all star look like a hall of famer because. Yeah. In bass fishing, in bass fishing, shit, you you look if you batten a hundred, the greatest winner of all time, KVD, is batting less than a hundred. Yeah. So, you know, you get to that aspect of it. But you know, that's that's what's it that that's a you 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 encompass a lot of what we talk about on this. You're a content creator. A very good one. You're a tournament angler who has competed and you haven't won, but you've competed and you beat out some really good anglers. So you you encompass a lot of what we're looking for when we look at these genres. And so it's interesting because you've only been doing this three years. It's not like we're sitting here talking about somebody who grew up fishing in Oklahoma or Texas or Georgia or South Carolina or North Carolina. We're talking to somebody that grew up in Puerto Rico who started fishing with a tackle box that had some hooks in it. And you went out and you threw, yeah. And you threw your stuff out on, on hooks and weights on a cane pole for the most part. Right. That's exactly right. 
yeah so this is this is what this sport can do for people is that it puts you in a position that if you want to compete if you want to be competitive it doesn't matter at the at the local level the regional level national you can do that that's the growth of kayak angling is that it gives people an opportunity to compete in fishing at whatever level they want it to be at. So, you know, it, it you you embody that and you create the content. So you're you're you've got two niches there. I'm not sure you, I'm not sure you think of yourself as a content creator. I'm not sure if you think of yourself as that tournament angler, but you are both and you've been successful at both because again as you talked about, you're fishing in Texas, right? So you're fishing in Texas where I would say I would say you're second behind Tennessee in in tournament anglers. Ooh, a close second. Is you gonna get me in that debate now? No, I don't no, think we we're second on anybody. No. I'm sorry. I know there's some great Tennessee anglers. We're not second on and anybody I, in Texas. All due I, respect. Yeah, I agree. I look, I, I feel you. I'm just saying when you look at the overall standings. The Tennessee folks and the Texas folks are in the top. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like those, those, those are in the top. So you've competed with those guys. And that's interesting. So tell me this. Where does Armando go in the regional and national tournaments in 2022? My goal is uh I can't I don't think I can do the whole drive to Susquehanna. Or sure. Wisconsin. I agree. On that. I don't. I agree. I, I wish I could, but um, yep. We'll see what happens. But right now, it's, it's kind of like baby steps for me. But you retire in what, two years, and you can do that, right? One year or two years, you retire, right? I wish. Uh it's it's in the workings. I was. Okay. I, I I mentioned it. I think I talked to you yes. about. I was actually yeah, oh, on yeah. a leave of absence for more. Oh yeah. For two years, and then they yeah. called I you was going to be two years, and, and then they called me back six months later, yeah. and that ruined. This year's everything plan. and last year, yeah, because <laughs> I plan to fish national tournaments. Oh, yeah, so yeah, um, I plan to fish at least the three Hobie BOS that are gonna come within six hours. I think is I forgot the names of it. I got Toledo Bend, February. I don't mm. remember all the dates. I have another one in all in Broken Bow, I think that's later in the year, and I think Lake Darnell is the yep. other one in Arkansas. So I got those three, yep. those around six hour drive. I'm going to do those three, hopefully either in which I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but if it does, I think it's going to be a huge accomplishment and a boost of confidence that either I get top three on any one of those tournaments and I qualify for the TOC or that those three tournaments are decent enough to get me in the top, um, 50. not 50, but in, in the top 18, in the 50 yeah. that qualified for yeah. the which is not always the the top 50 it's more like the top right. 20. so if i can accomplish that and and this is people think that's not easy jeff malott was this close to getting it jeff malott's mm-hmm. a great angler he runs kbn uh well, he him 51 christine fisher who just won the toc if it wasn't for that, I think it was Pickwick, that tournament, if she hadn't gotten second place, if she hadn't had at least second place, she might have not qualified 
for I'm not sure the numbers, but I think I know she struggled a lot for the Hobie BOS. And I was thinking towards the end of the year, it's like, is Christy not gonna how does Christy not qualify for the Hobie BOS? Um, but she closed the door clutch by getting, I think, second place behind Guillermo Gonzalez on the last event. And I think if she wouldn't have at least had a decent show, if she would have struggled, she I think she would have been out of the Hobie BOS. So it took one tournament for her to qualify. Um, so that's how hard that tournament's to me. I want to fish against the best. I'm not well, yeah, I am saying Hobie BOS is yeah. the best run tournament. It is. Say it, say it, say it. It is the brother. best. A, what AJ McWhorter has Preach. done with Hobie BOS is is awesome. That is the best run tournament, and that's where most, if not all, the big hammers want to fish. I love the fact that it's no motor. I'm not against motors. If they ever bring motors, I'll get a motor. <laughs> but I love the fact that it's manpower. So you yeah. want to fish, yeah. you know, picture big boy. Well, I can't say big boy because now it's, you know, there's girls fishing too, and grand champion is a woman. So women. we're all yeah. equal in this sport. Um, and hey, Christine Fish is not just my equal. She's not our peer. She's better than all of us, most of, or than most of us. So, so you know. first of all, so first of all, Armando was saying anybody who uses motors, you're pussies. No, I didn't say that's that. What you Armando see, that's saying. the problem. I would get a motor. Okay, but. so so Armando's not saying that. I'm saying that for Armando, even though I don't agree oh, with God. it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look. But yeah, I want to fish the Hobie BOS more than one, and I'll see where okay. Bassmasters, Bass Nation kayak series, supposed to bring right. out their schedule sometime soon. It just hope. it just came out. It just oh, it just out. came out. Oh, yeah. can we Hold look on. at it together? Oh my God, we can. I gotta search it. I had it up earlier, and it's gotta I be on their look. page. I had it. I had it up earlier, and then one of my buddies started trying to tell me that beaver wasn't good to barbecue, so I tried uh, anyway. Have you ever eaten? Have you ever eaten beaver? This, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, no, I haven't. Look, uh, let me tell you something. I'm talking about the beaver that lives in ponds that makes dams and huts, not the other beaver. The beaver that swims. I know in what water. you're saying. Yeah, I know that's the. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. okay. I'm, make, I'm making sure because you're laughing. Look. No, I know. I know what you were saying. I know low what you were saying. Low and slow, that shit is delicious. I haven't tried it. Um, but well, when you come fish, when you fish Santee, the Hobie Santee, because I'm going to talk you into That's it South Carolina. later. I don't see the schedule anywhere, but anyways. No, it just got, it, I swear to God, it, it just got released. Damn it. I see Jeff Malat saying just here trying to. <sighs> Schedule my vacation days with the funny meme. That's funny. But anyways. uh, Y'all are going to have to hold on. I'm not looking for it. I should have saved it. I didn't. Anyway, they they put their schedule out. But the Hobie is coming down here to Santee. Bring your ass down here to Santee. I grew up not far from there. I promise we'll have a good time. I can't promise we'll catch fish, but we'll have a good time. But come on and hang out. But it sounds like, in general, your your plan is to fish the Hobie that's close to you. Are you going to fish any bass or KBF yeah. if they're close yeah. to you? Yeah, KBF, I don't think it's coming this year. I don't have a problem with KBF. Um, 
I think they've run a good tournament. I, I was at the captain's meeting, and um, I got my money's worth out of that members. Let me tell you something. Say what you will about KBF, because I know there, there's there's a lot of uh, <laughs> negative stuff being said about KBF, oh, yeah. and I and I understand why. I'm not know. saying if yeah. I know if, if you don't like KBF, we don't have to you don't get like, into it. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. But what I'm saying about KBF is I took part on the um, Trinity Trail. Um, the membership is is good. You get a lot of perks in that membership that I think it almost pays for itself, um, depending on what you're interested in all that. But the captain's meeting, man, it was at a nice Mexican restaurant downtown Fort Worth, and you mm. could eat whatever was on the menu, one plate, whatever was on the menu. You can bring your wife who wasn't playing, paying an entry fee. And I saw guys bring their wife. So I don't know this. I would have bought my wife, made a date out of this. Um <laughs> And you can drink Instead two of, alcoholic drinks. You can do, and you can have two alcoholic drinks. I'm like, I'm sending more here than I'm in my interview. <laughs> so I don't know how he does it. I don't know how Chad did it, but I was like, yeah. I thought I thought it was cool. I mean, their rules are very. I mean, their setup is very different um, than Hobie BOS, of course. Um, but I mean, I recommend anybody that you know, don't just go by what other people say. Check out the KBF if you like it. It's for you. Do it. I'm not. I'm not dead set on fishing any KBF trails. If they come close, I'll I'll, I'll support them. Um, but no, I'll be fishing the ba- Hobie Bass Nation. To me, it's it's a business decision. First mm-hmm. of all, I want to fish against the best, and that's where they fish. That's where they always consistently fish there. Mm-hmm. And I want to learn, and I want to get better, and I want to be see how I stack up against the best of the best. Um, also, if I'm going to invest money. It's like buying a car. You go for the best deals, right? You're going to put your money where it's practical for you and you're going to get the best deal for the car. You're not going to go to another dealership to buy the car that's more expensive just because you'd buy the dealership, right? So in my point, Hobie BOS runs the best tournament. So I'm I'm going to put my money where the best is. I'm going to buy myself an entry fee to the best tournament, best run tournament out there. That's a business decision for me. And I say because I truly respect what AJ uh, McWhorter is doing. I think the Hobie BOS, I want to support it because I want that thing to stay. You know, they run it so well. And it's such a great tournament. It's not for everybody. I know it's a lot of people rather fish the Bass Nation. And I don't blame them. Bass Nation is a great... If once they come in full with what they want to do and really commit to it, I think Bass Nation could be the future for kayak bass fishing. Right now, it's yeah, still they, kicking they, the tires yeah. and getting, you know, there's a whole lot of things right. that, that, that need to get better. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't discourage anybody yeah, from fishing Bass yeah. Nation. But Bass Nation, let's be real, this is the second year they've been in kayak fishing. Yeah, They, they ain't going to throw $100,000 pots out there right off the bat. Like, look, look, fit anglers tournament anglers in general are whiny ass bitches in general kayak well, and boat kayak and boat let, let me say something ass- because i've, I've heard this part this this conversation saying people that yeah. complain about bass nations like oh you think you guys is everything no 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 no. Let, let me stop everybody that thinks out there what we expect is for any big name tournament out there like bass nation Especially with the name of it. Now I understand talking to Steve Owens. I understand a little bit more, and I get it. Right, Bass Nation, right, 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 but kayak right. service is a small part of a bigger platform. Bass Nation, so I get it. But what I think most tournament anglers want, it's not that 
that we're being divas. We want what Hobie BOS is giving us, right? We're not asking for something that hasn't been given to us or hasn't or have, we haven't earned by building this community. Hobie BOS is the staple for how to run a tournament. That's what we expect from everybody else. Right. We're not. It's not that we want more. Right. It's not about the money. It's just about running efficiently, putting the but, anglers first. Right. I agree. I agree 100%. Hobie is the leader. Hobie's in charge. They have it down. They're the ones that the anglers trust. But Bass, this is their second year in. They're learning. They're learning how to operate in the kayak world. But there's nobody that has promoted and made more money off a tournament angling than bass and the boat yeah well well, look regardless of what boat you're in they know how to be successful with tournament angling (laughs) because they have done it the longest and most successful and but it it comes it's not reflect it's not reflecting on the kayak series though Oh, right now, that's all I'm saying. It's it, not reflecting uh, on the character series, and dude, I have full I faith that it will be there. I, I agree. have full faith that it'll be there, but right now it's yeah. not. Some 100%. of it, I think, it, you have yeah. to have, you have to have running somebody running the tournament. Dwayne yes. Wally is the owner of Tourney X. That's his just job. His job is not to be the hype man. It's not, not, not to be TD. the national tournament director. He's, he, he's, he's the default TD. tournament director, right. and he's done an admiral job of it. Uh, so, right. And I right. props to Dwayne Wally for what he's doing. But that's not his job. Bass Nation but, needs to get somebody that's PR guy. But it's that, that bridge between the anglers and the organization. That needs to happen. Right. So here's the thing. Everybody wants Bass to take it to the next level. Yeah. What if Bass? What if Bass goes? You know what? We've been doing this since the '60s. This ain't us. We ain't taking it to the next level. Matter of fact, we ain't doing no more kayak angling. Then leave. Yeah, I would hate yeah. to see that. I would hate to see that because right. we want as but, as kayak yeah. anglers, we want right. those resources. But if you're not fully but, committed, then leave. Right. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing: is that is that Bass knows how to promote and make money off of fishing. They've done it the that's longest true. and the best. Well, and so, that's the other point. But but, but they just we we are we just finished their second year in. KBF and Hobie have been doing this for quite a few years. The, like, here's they've the been thing. able to build so. We can take Bass can take what they've done and do it, but Bass is also taking an aspect of we've already done this before. You know, how do we put this in? So I think that kayak anglers want to take the kayak fishing money generating, revenue generating scene and make it what it is in the bass boat world. They want to no. take it right away no i I disagree we have to separate the keyboard warriors that like to spread their their unfounded (laughs) opinions from the tournament anglers you're not gonna hear tournament anglers talk like that that that's not true because that's the thing all this publicity gets by keyboard warriors 
that don't fish tournaments and know the what the heck they're talking about. And I and I, I mean I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone. No, hell no. When be you talk to the tournament angler, they they assholes need to be disrespected. When, when you talk to the tournament anglers, and I'm not gonna name names because I've had this conversation up to date. They wanted to go public with their opinions and all that. Right. But I've right. talked to solid tournament anglers that travel the nation fishing. One of the things that is saying, and we get it. I'm not trying to pick on bass or any on bass nation or anything like that. But it's that we, it's not that you want it to be at that level that we want to make that money that bass uh, boats are making. We understand it's never going to be that big. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it's ever going to be that big. Never, but let never me finish. is let me a finish. long time, Armando. What, never is what, a long time. What we want is communication. When if when a post goes out showing the bracket how the payouts are going to be for the national mm-hmm. championship the national championship in possum kingdom and it shows that it was going to be a 120% payout and then we find <laughs> out it's going to be way less than that yeah about 40 and the problem payout, with this yeah. is this information got leaked unofficially but it was a, like an official document but Vantage that should have got released the problem with that, and this is the problem, is you don't have anybody at the helm. You don't have anybody behind the wheel. And this is not a reflection on Dwayne Wally. Let me be very clear. I have the utmost respect you don't have, for Dwayne look, Wally. He is, most people he listening is to this tied, podcast have no idea who that is. He, so is <laughs> he is tied to whatever Bass Nation does. But even until you have somebody like Hobie that has with... Um, AJ. AJ McWhorter, or like KBF has with Chad Hoover, regardless how you feel about Hoover, he knows how to do his job. Um, That's why KBF is as big. Um, Until you have that, until you have that communicator that's going to be taking the sole job, not running 20X, but running the days and having that communication and going into shows like KBN and saying, this is what's going to happen. This is going to be the rule that we're going to have this year. This is promoted without trying to take the limelight out of the anglers and explain why things are not the way they are the way they should be, that's when it's going to be a diff. That's when I think a lot of opinions are going to change. The problem is it's not where it's, we, we feel it should be, but the pro, but to complicate things, there's nobody out there that represents that says for Bass is saying this is what's happening and this is where we go. going. We want reassurance that this is just more than kicking the tires. We want reassurance that this level right now that we're just kicking the tires is eventually going to grow into something bigger and how we can help grow into something bigger. But there needs to be that communication. And yeah. there's that distance itself between the organization and the tournament angler. Let me be very clear about this. There's a difference between tournament anglers and tournament anglers. We have the guys like myself that have gone to maybe, oh, Bass Nation is coming to my hometown or a couple hours from here, and I'm going to fish it. But I don't really fish tournaments. I'm just going to go because I want to be part of Bass Nation, and I think uh-huh. the world of it. Yeah, because you're not fishing nationally. We're talking about people that make a livelihood out of this. The Russ Nighters, the Duke Gregory's, the um, Ryan Lamberts. In order for them to complement their, their, you know, in order for them to grow and be able to make it more uh, um, easier for them to make a living out of this, Bass Nation needs to step up. And I think that's a lot of the frustration of it. Um, again, the normal angler like myself, the weekend warrior that's just going to fish the Bass Nation because it's close to home 
and it's never going to miss another flat bass nation until show up. Yeah, for them, it's a great outing. It's fun. It's exciting. Yes, it is. But we're talking about the tournament anglers who actually are trying to make a living out of this. That's for them. They want to see this grow better and more um, structured than what it is right now. I'll say this, and then we're I got another topic we'll go to. I think a lot of people want bass to step up when we don't need them to step up. We already have Hobie. We do. In the kayak world, a lot of people want bass to step up and do what they do when we already have Hobie. And Hobie, for the last three years, has been the driving force in this community. And I, I, I just... I just think people are looking for bass to take it over and for it to be like what what bass is in the boat world. I don't think it's going to be that anytime soon. Like you have to you these we have to have enough anglers that can Put, put themselves not as anglers because look, I a hundred percent believe if you took the top 20 kayak anglers, I know where you're going in against, I yeah, and you put them against the top 20 boaters and bass, I guarantee you half of the top 10 would be, would be kayakers, maybe more. Uh, I guarantee you half of the top 10 would be kayak anglers. But they're not generating revenue for sponsors and all that that they are. So I'll tell you this. I think people are looking to bass because bass is what it is. I think from the kayak side, Hobie is bass, and that's where people should be putting their attention but look, Armando, we've been going for an hour and thirty-two minutes. It's been a long ass time. Alex gonna... is Alex is gonna kick my ass for the second week in a fucking row. And I don't care. You know why? Because he's on a ship. The only thing he gets to do is hit submit to this. So I wanna know. We're we're gonna take it down to our shotgun level. We're gonna finish this up. I want to know, where is Armando, what are you fishing from like a regional and national level in 2022? Like, what are your what are your goals? What do you want well, to Well, like I said, I already mentioned Hobie BOS. But also, I'll probably do some of the local trails. Now, I don't want to get too full because, you know, there's other commitments. You know, there's, there's life that actually becomes more important than just chasing dumb fish. <laughs> like I like to put it sometimes, you know, we got, all, right, I right. got my responsibilities, got the family and all that, but I'll fish a local trail and I'll, tra- I'll try to do a little bit of, I'll probably fish some, I have to wait till the local trails come out and see what benefits more okay. because we have a ton, you know, Chris Morales has TKC, um, Southeast Texas, Northeast Texas, cent- uh, North Texas, Central Texas. There's a whole bunch, West Texas. There's a whole bunch of trails here and Texas is big. Um, so it's it's you know i'll pick and choose which one i would like to find one 
that I can dedicate and do an angler of the year. If it doesn't work out, then I'll just fish a couple of here, a couple of then, do a little bit of both of all okay. if I can. So it sounds like you're at least coming down to Santee so we can hang out. I'm going to try, man. No promises. That's that's a little bit for, Look, farther you, drive you than I want. Try, you can try. If that shit don't happen, I am going to tag you in every post <laughs> on Instagram saying you suck <laughs> until you All right, buddy. I know we got to roll. Before we get to shotgun questions, I know it's been a few months ago your puppy dog had some issues that came up. Oh, yeah. How, how's everybody doing right now and how's everything going? Because it, you know, it was a big deal for you. It and, was. It, and so, you know, that's, that's important. I don't know. Y'all probably saw my two damn laughs yeah, so over I, here. She was right here, but she left. She's with mom, mama now. <laughs> no, so I, I had my, I, you know, we, me and my wife don't have kids. So we just have our dog. Um, right. And she came up last year. We took him. We took her to South Padre Island with my sisters and her husband, who also has a dog. Um, and she had a great time, but coming back, she got really bad. We had to stop for emergency mm. at Austin because we were scared. She couldn't even, almost couldn't even walk. She was trembling. And so we got scared. We stopped at uh, middle of the night. We stopped at a 24-hour uh, veterinarian in Austin. We got, uh, we got home like at 5 a.m. Uh, doctor said, you know, her urine is almost water. Um, but then she got better quickly. And then, um, we kept taking her to the vet cause she was, you know, they said they're for studies because her water, her urine was just like water. She was drinking too much water. So we started cutting her, you know, her water intake ended up being that she has an adrenal tumor that is very rare. Um, and we almost killed her because we were, you know, uh, we're gonna, we were trying to, uh, we we're trying to, you know, cut her from drinking so much water so she wouldn't have more, so many accidents. Ended up being we were dehydrating her without knowing. We went up to veterinarians and they, they found a tumor. They said there was nothing that could be done. She was gonna, she, we know there was a time we had to put her down. They keep telling us, you know, lower her water intake. Um, so we ended up, um, she got so bad, she couldn't even walk, um, barely could walk, and she was really bad. So me and my wife decided this is time to put her down. So we went to a, 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 a veterinary hospital here in Dallas, in Fort Worth, actually. Um, and we, we went to emergency because she, she got really bad, and she was her poop was just blood. She was just blood clots. So we went thinking, you know, we have to say goodbye, put it down. And then the vet check on her and she said, no, no, don't do it yet. Let me talk to, let me call the oncologist. So the oncologist looked at the records and said, don't put her down. Give her this medication and let's set up a a midday um, schedule. So we started giving her medication. Surely she got better. We went to the to the oncologist. This is how far we went. We actually got a specialist to take a look at her. And found out, okay, we know what the tumor is. It's it's called Addison's disease. So what it is, it's like the it I don't even know. It's kinda like um Cushion's mm-hmm. disease, but kinda like the reverse of it. One actually it makes her um increases her hormone in her blood level. This one decreases the hormone in her blood level. But we finally figured out that she has to drink as much water as she can. We can't 
keep she wants to drink three gallons mm-hmm. of water we have to let her drink it and that's how she regulates um so she's better well, now she has yeah. we, we tried to we we spent that we spent close to ten thousand dollars man <laughs> we we act we actually actually did an operation which is just split her down the middle and when they went to get the tumor out the tumor was attached to one of her main oh. abdomen vein the vena cava is what they call it they couldn't get it out so that was four thousand dollars for nothing because they still charge you but you know they say well, we can't she's do still anything. alive she's still alive she's still alive that's what i think yeah. but so so she, i don't know how long she's gonna leave with us but so far she the, her thing is she gets tired she gets winded easily mm-hmm. um so um she doesn't you know she enjoys out she'll go for a walk she She'll play like two or three minutes versus an hour like she used to play. But she's yeah. happy. She's enjoys it. She's wagging her tail. She's she's super happy. So it's just to see, depending how fast the tumor grows, that's going to determine how how long she's going to live. But she's happy when the day she, we, my My wife always said, I'd rather put her down a day too early than two days yeah. too late. And, you know, and, and I ask that, that question because I do listen to your podcast. And I know this past summer you you had a, a, a short 30-minute episode where you talked about – I mean, that's what you talked about. You talked about the trials and tribulations with, with your, your dog and and how that affected you. And, you know, that's, that's the part about being a public figure – that's the part about ba- being a content creator that I think a lot of people don't go into is that public side of it with that private, you know, this look, I'm not putting out a podcast over the next two weeks and this is why. And you tell them why. And you did that. You know, that, that touched, it touched me. I got a lot of feedback from it. I thought people were going to I, I bet it. you did. That shit I thought, touched me, man. It touched me. I, I yeah. put it because I didn't want to fail Brian Schiller, who's the head of Paddle right. and I, I was yeah, like, I need to I put up it, an dude. episode. And I couldn't find and a guest. You, you know how it, you know how it goes with trying to book guests. Um, so I was like, I'll just do this, you know, and uh, you know, and kind of like at it, least it, get the get the algorithms awesome. going for Paddle and Finn and all that. Dude. And then I had a bunch of messages, people being relatable. That taught me a yeah. lot, you know. Um, I used to find, I used to like criticize like. Uh, influencers and stuff like that. Not that I'm a big influencer, but I've come to realize there are people out there that really, um, you know, that their distraction out of their daily, what some of their distractions may be mm-hmm. just looking at your podcast and listen, and you know, kind of like this whole reality TV thing. Now I'm not, I'm not not always on my phone, and I'm not always posting the stories of me eating a hamburger. Well, I actually kind of do that, but you know, like every single. <laughs> second of my life it's posted on instagram stories or anything like that but it's just uh enough to people feel like hey you know i'm that i'm uh relatable to them you know so 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 i'll say this first off excuse me you being being real like that is great it's awesome people are drawn to that second if you ate can't ever find a guest. I'm always available. <laughs> I know. I appreciate if that. If you man. can't find, if you have to get a guest and you have to quote unquote settle, I will be your side guest chick. If, if that's <laughs> what we got to call it. 
So you, you, look, dude, I've kept you. I've kept you an hour and forty-two minutes. Alex is gonna fucking shit a solid brick on a on it's, on a Coast Guard ship, and and ships don't. That Alex, don't that's your fault for leaving Paul unsupervised. You should have well, known look, better. He has he has no choice. And after November thirtieth, I've got until like April. I'm gonna be in charge, so he's gonna be shitting a lot of bricks. But anyway. I know your ass got to go. I got to finish this up. So we got our shotgun questions. I'm going to add a shotgun question tonight that has not been added before. And so I'm going to lead off with that. Armando, are you ready for the shotgun round? Born ready. Well, I damn shit. I hope so. Damn as good looking as you are. All right. <laughs> You had to make it weird. What is the most overused phrase or word? Game changer. In kayak fishing. Game changer. Game changer. Interesting. Interesting. Mine would be hammer. Oh, that one too. That one too. Hammer. But game changer. I like it, dude. You you know what the hell I was going to ask? It ain't nobody ever heard that question before. I love it. Game changer. I like it. Specifically, what are game? And I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. But specifically, what is like a game changer? Game changer phrase? Like a new product? Oh, this is a game changer. Okay. All right. I've been guilty of it. But hey, 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 but we we always only. I I think only like three things I consider game changers in kayak fishing: the jackhammer by Seaman, the (laughs) pedal drive by Three Sixty, and the spot lock. Whether it's oh. one brand or the other, that's the th- that's the only three things right. that I go into my category of game changer. I I'm I'm a wind angler. I want the wind blowing so hard that I can't keep my hat on, and I have a I have a 180 drive. So I'm continually, you know, it's not even 360, and you know that damn. Woo! I'm telling you, I get it. All right, here we go. Shotgun round for real. Crocs, Crocs or flip flops? Crocs. My man, pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? No, no, hell no. Hell yeah! Look, we best friends already. You gonna spend more on a rod or a reel? Rod. I know you weren't gonna like that one. I've heard your podcast, but rod. No, I'll, and you I can't be convinced me otherwise. No, I love Rod. Well, Alex is the one then. Well, he's a bitch. I don't nobody care about what the fuck he say. All right, in a three hour <laughs> in a three hour session, five two pounders or one seven pounder. Five two pound one seven pounder. So so far, me and Armando are twinsies. Wacky versus Texas rig. Oh man. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with Wacky. Yes! Oh, my God. We're going to get married. All right. We're going to be like that meme from the Brothers movie. He just <laughs> becomes best friends. Uh, no, we pass, we pass best friends, but we get we, married. We're into weird territory tell, now. Tell your wife. Tell your wife. You got a new husband. He coming down. <laughs> All right. Slow jams are hype music. Oh, uh, that's that depends, man. That really depends. Um, you know what we're talking about? We're driving up to the ramp. 
I, uh, uh, you, I don't know. You it all depends. Choose. That depends on the mood. That depends on the mood. You know, if I'm driving up, you to have the, to choose one, Armando. Hype, just because I'm a little bit more hyper than I am. But there's okay. times, you know, there's a play. That that one is 50-50. Okay. Well, look, I hate that fucking question, so I don't give a shit. That doesn't count in me and you getting married. Who, who did all that right. question, Alex? Oh, oh yeah. All these questions are Alex. The only one it's that's not, like a not gay Alex. Question, is it? <laughs> the only one that's not Alex. Alex, get that is, question out of there. Yeah, I know it's stupid. I don't even listen to fucking music. I don't listen to shit. I don't really. Listen I drive to two hours. I drive two hours to the fucking lake. You know what I listen to? That's the tires kind of on the road to make oh, sure okay. my kayak doesn't fall off the back of the truck. That's true. I don't listen to fucking music. Damn bitch. Anyway, are you eating largemouth bass? You no, better answer. No. Oh my god, we're done. I break. No. I broke up with you. I don't have. I don't have a problem with it, but I don't eat it. I love them too much. Nope, nope. It, that bitch is an invasive species. Your ass is out of here. I break up with you. We're no longer engaged. Do you eat them, motherfucker? Bass? I grew up in South Carolina. The only fish we got to eat was catfish. Brim and bass. No, I don't eat bass. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it, but I don't eat them. I just love them too much, man. If you if you came to North Carolina and I fried up a bunch of fish and you knew I caught a bunch of bass, I would you eat, eat the fish I fried. Nope. <sighs> well, your I ass can't bring is myself eat- to do it. Your ass, is eat, your ass is eating fried broccoli because I'm eating my fried damn fucking bass. I can't do it, man. I, and again, I don't hate people to do it. I'm not going out there keyboard warrior insulting everybody that does it. If you guys do it, that's fine. But I don't. I can't bring myself to do it. Well, you can tell you can tell your wife she's safe. You don't have a boyfriend to marry now. All right. All right. Last question, and this is the one. That makes or breaks people's podcasts, their livelihoods, and who they are. This is the most important question of the night. I don't do as good as Alex does because I just I, I, I don't care like Alex. But anyway, here's the three. Here's here's the question. Your top three sandwich proteins. Oh. I only have one. When I'm on the water, you mean? Peanut butter and jelly. Okay, okay. So peanut butter, but you got to choose three. So you got two more. Okay, peanut butter and jelly, and and I'm and I'm a peanut butter and jelly snob. Okay, I I don't I don't do Jiffy. I don't do I want organic peanut butter and organic jelly. I I don't like chemicals on my peanut butter and jelly. I want I read the ingredients. Yeah. If it has something other than in my jelly, if it has another word that doesn't end with berry, I'm not eating it. So if, it has, if, if it has another word on my peanut butter other than peanut butter, then I'm not eating it either. Armando, you're, I'm very, fucking you're fucking me up right now. I'm trying to stay on track 50 minutes after I was supposed to be on track. Jelly don't matter. It's just a protein. Peanut butter is a great protein. Now choose two more. Two sandwiches? more proteins. Two more proteins on a sandwich. What's a sandwich? Is that a sandwich? What's a sandwich? Yes, yes. You you yes. all call it sandwich over there in North? Is that what you call it, it sandwich? It, in the South, we call it sandwiches. Oh, uh, okay. 
S A double M I S H E double S sandwiches. You see, I gotta get. I'm from Texas, <laughs> man. I, um, I don't know. Uh, dude, two proteins, oof. two more. Cuban huh? sandwich. You ever ever had a good Cuban sandwich? Oh my god, pulled pork Cuban sandwich. No, 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 no. That's not a Cuban sandwich. Not that no, it's not great. I, Cuban pulled pork is nice, but that's not a Cuban sandwich. What's roasted the pork. On- Roasted oh, pork. Yes. This is human. Okay, roasted. All right, we got peanut butter, roasted pork. What's your? That's third? a Cuban sandwich. Okay, so peanut butter and jelly, um, roasted uh, Cuban pork. sandwich, and uh, pastrami. Uh, man, I, I love oh, a good oh, pastrami sh- sandwich. Oh shit! You just got Italian on us. I love a good pastrami sandwich, <laughs> man. With sauerkraut. Ooh, ooh, shit! Hell yeah! Look. Alex don't know nothing about that shit. He would pretend he did, but he's from Washington State, so the only thing he knows is like regular salmon. Hey, speaking of salmon, spell the word S A. I want you to sound out this two words. The first one, S A L M O N. Salmon. That. Thank you, salmon. Hell, fucking yeah. Yes, we don't even have to spell the second word because you pass the test. There we go. Salmon. Salmon. All right, Armando, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. We at Bass and Brews are always grateful for superstars coming on to our podcast where we oh have at least two people that are not stalkers or family members that listen to our podcast. So we want you to tell our four to seventeen listeners. Tell us where they can reach you, and tell us about your sponsors. Well, you can reach me at Bass Kayak and Beers on Instagram and Facebook. I don't do TikTok. Maybe I should, but I don't. TikTok. Um, TikTok. TikTok. So Bass Kayak and Beers, Facebook and Instagram. Um, and my and the podcast, obviously, Paddle and Finn. Go search for Paddle and Finn every every Wednesday morning. Uh, my episode airs, so go check it out. Next week it's going to be Steve Owens, so Bass Nation um, tournament director and the runs dugout bait and tackle. So great tackle shop down there in Marietta, Georgia. Douglas, Rod. I think it's Marietta, Georgia. Oh, sponsors Douglas. <laughs> Thank you, Douglas Outdoors. Shit. Don't forget Douglas. Jesus, Douglas Outdoors, man. I am truly blessed yes. and fortunate to be part of Douglas. Um, that, and I say this for real, though. I'm not saying this for real. I'm not just because of my sponsor. They're amazing rods. They're yep. amazing rods. If you talk to Fred Contai, who is the rod designer, and he, everybody in the nose, well, for those the hardcore bass fishermen and bass uh, in their tournament, bass boat bass fishermen fishing know who Fred Contai is. He is a mad scientist when it comes to designing rods. And he... He has some crazy, he has a lipless crank bay rod, man. That is just so good. Um, I love the rods. They have two brands. They have two lined up. The LRS, brand, uh, which is more like graphite and they're um, more affordable. And the X-Matrix rods, which is high-end rods. And that's composite, you know, speaking about accent, I always, composite, composite, I always forget how to. Composite. Composite, there you go. Yeah. Which is, you know, some of them have that fiberglass tip. And and graphite and other things. So it's a combination. And he, I love about Douglas Rods, is he they designed their own blanks. This is not you know yeah. the generic 
uh, blanks that you see out there. Frank Kuntai is a mad scientist when it comes to this, and he does some amazing rods. If you talk to Fred, you know, you ask him what the competition is for Douglas. Douglas may not be as big as G. Loomis and X and um, at St. Croix, but you're damn sure those rods are just as good or even, maybe even better than some of their rods. We have, they, we have, I say we because I've, I'm part of it. Um, I'm and, and I love them, but I feel strongly feel that, I mean, they're our peers, nothing less than G. Loomis and St. Croix. I mean, that that's our peers. And I feel some of our rods, um, if not all of them are, better than what I've seen out there at a more affordable awesome. price than, than, than what they have. And then nothing against them. When I say Julie Loomis and Sankro, I mean, that's two top companies out there. And we, I mean, we got some rods that are just as good, if not better. And I, I really mean that. Go try them out. Go check them out. All right. Armando, thank you so much again for being My pleasure, home. man. Thank you for you know, again, this is a host co-host podcast. You carry the 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 guest and guest co-host all by yourself. Thank God, because Alex now has one hour fifty five minutes and approximately forty five seconds of, of shit that he has to deal with, and I just get to say. I love you all. Thank you to the listeners. We appreciate it. Don't worry. Alex will be back towards the end of March, 1st of April. And shit will be different. But until then, you have me and you have this. Come on. If it sucks, tell me. Otherwise, I don't care. All right, buddy. Armando, thank you so much. Closing statements. Hooks at Hoodlums, go check them out. Love all the listeners. Thank you, and we shall see y'all next week. Holla!